Hello everybody, this week's parasha is Parashas Tzav. And towards the beginning of the parasha, we're commanded with the mitzvah of Trumas Hadeshen, which literally was that every morning in the Mesa Mikdash, one of the Kahanim would go and scoop up one shovelful of leftover ash that was from the carbonus that were burnt the night before and take it off the Mizbech. And Rashi says at a certain point, obviously, you know, taking off one shovelful wasn't enough. And every couple of days, whenever the pile would get too big, it would scoop off the whole pile and put it somewhere else. But every morning, there's a whole ceremony of taking one shovelful of ash off of the Mizbech. And the question is, what's the significance of this one shovelful, this Trumas Hadeshen? So I saw two beautiful Pshatim. Rav Hirsch says, they were trying to explain that before we start our Avodah in the base of Israel, before we start our service of Hashem, we have to realize nothing comes in a vacuum. We don't just come in and say, I'm going to serve Hashem. We always have to realize that everything we do is based off of the Avodah of those who came before us. So every morning in the base of Mikdash, they wouldn't just say, let's start the Avodah. No, we have to recognize that the day before us, people broke Harbanas. We're going to recognize that everything here we have now is built off of the people who came before us. And we're going to recognize that we're taking some of that ash of the leftover Harbanas and starting our service of Hashem with that recognition. I saw a different shot. The Sefer Chavos Havavos in Shar HaChna, Perek Vav, he says as follows. He says that the Kayin, especially the Kayin Gadol, it's a very, very prestigious position. It's a very, very big deal. And there's a lot of halachas of how he has to dress and how he has to act in, in proper kind of understanding who he is and who he represents. He has to take himself very seriously. He has to be dressed properly and respectfully. And there's a lot of covet associated with the position. But, says the Chavis Vavis, a lot of times people in that position, they have to be careful, and they have to go once in a while and show that ultimately, with all the honor and all the prestige of their position, they're doing it ultimately for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and if at some times HaKadosh Baruch Hu requires them to do something which is not as prestigious, not as glorious, they're happy and willing to do it as well. The Gemara tells us that David HaMelech and Tzoyapasek and Navi, and Michal Bashal, when the Aaron came to Yerushalayim finally, David Melech got out on the streets and he was dancing and he kind of, he let loose. He basically completely, he danced in a way that Michal Bashal felt was disrespectful for her king. His, his, his legs were showing, his arms were showing, and she gave him much. She said, you disrespected the Malchus. And David said, no, I wouldn't do more than that because when it comes to Hashem's honor, there's no, there's no limits, there's no bounds, and I will disgrace myself for the honor of Hashem, because I recognize that all my kingship, my whole malchus, all that honor only is in as much as I serve Hashem. Says the Chavos Vavos, Aaron was being commanded every morning in his whole glory of being a Kayin and a Kayin Gadol to go and take off some ash from Akash Baruch Hu's to show that everything ultimately boils down to serving Akash Baruch Hu, whether it's glorious, whether it's not glorious, and even if it means taking out the garbage, so to speak, picking up the ash. I'm willing to do that because it's what Hashem wants, and I'm here to serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu. The Mishnah in Mesecha Avis, in Parakei, Mishnah Hay, it says that there was many Nisan, there's ten miracles that happened constantly in the Beis HaMikdash. And one of them was that the rain never put out the fire that was on top of the Mizbech. This expires of a mitzvah, there has to be an H Tum, there has to constantly be a fire on the Mizbech. And one of the miracles was the rain never put it out. And the Ruach Chaim on that Mishnah from Chaim Velazhner, he asked the question, he says, you know, instead of making a miracle that the rain doesn't put out the fire, just make it that it never rains in the base of Mikdash, or at least on the Mizbech. 
Why make it a miracle that it's raining and then the fire doesn't go out? Just don't make it rain. Says the because then we wouldn't get the whole point. The Torah is trying to tell us a message. The message is that there's going to be rain. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be things that make it difficult to have that fire, that constant service of Hashem going. And the miracle is going to be that if we push hard enough and if we keep feeding that fire, then with that consistency and that dedication, no rain will be able to put it out. And that was the miracle specifically that Hashem wanted to show Klai Yisrael, that you're going to put a fire there, there's going to be rain, and I'm going to make sure that if you guys do your part, the fire will never go out. The parasha tells us that a Kayin, when he became inaugurated, when he first started serving in the base of Mikdash, when he reached the right age and he's able to serve, he would bring a special carbon on the day of his inauguration to become into the kahuna. The parasha tells us that Aaron HaKayin, the, the Kayin Gadol, whichever Kayin Gadol at the time, he would bring that same exact carbon every single day while he's a Kayin Gadol. And the Drash Mesh explains as follows. He says, the Torah is trying to tell us that a lot of times like a person you know, he gets a certain benefit in life because Barbara gives him a certain up, a certain benefit in life, whether it's money, whether it's a certain prestigious position. And what happens is day one, day two, the guy is so thankful to Hashem, he's so excited, right? By two weeks and three weeks, and he takes it for granted. Says the Torah, the Kayin Gadol has to realize that every day that he's the Kayin Gadol is not a given. Just because you were the Kayin Gadol yesterday doesn't mean you're going to be the Kayin Gadol today. And every single day of his Kahuna Gadol, he has to bring a carbon that a regular Kayin brings on his first day because every day that he's a Kayin Gadol is a new day for him and he has to be appreciative and to be thankful and to value it and to use it to its utmost. The parasha tells us about the carbon Taida, that a person experiences a miracle, whether a person was locked in jail and he, and he, and he was left free, whether a person was very sick, God forbid, and he got better, a person traveled, some are dangerous, and the parasha tells us that he to bring a carbon Taida a, 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 a carbon of saying thank you. But what's interesting is that a carbon taita technically on a halachic level is a regular carbon shlaman. And a carbon shlaman usually you have two days to eat the meat and all the parts of the carbon. Yet a carbon taita, the tire specifically shortens the amount of time you have to consume the carbon. And if you don't get it finished within that time, it becomes nicer and has to be burnt. And then the tzivin, the sefer, Amir Dover explains the reason why the Torah made a special emphasis. That a carbon tide to be eaten so quickly is because if you look at the amount of food a carbon tide that comes with 40 chalas, it's not possible for one person to eat all that in one day. So what's going to have to happen is, says Nitziv, is that the guy is going to have to invite family and friends and neighbors, and they're going to have to all be in there together in order to eat all that food in one day. And that, says Nitziv, is exactly the point. The Torah is teaching us here this idea that if something great happens to you, because Baruch Hu saves you, it's not enough to just be thankful. You have to make a party and invite everybody else and make sure that everybody knows, because that's the real way to say thank you to Kaj Baruch Hu, is to make it piercing, to make it well-known, and to get everyone else involved and get them to say thank you to Hashem with you as well. So I'll end up with one last point. This week's parish is also, besides being parish of it's also Shabbos HaGadol. It's the Shabbos that Klai Yisrael had a massive nace and the Torah says that when they were in Mitzrayim, they were commanded to take the carbon Pesach four days before, tied to their beds in the Mitzrayim soil, they're taking their, their, their idol, and the Jews told them that we're going to use it as a carbon, and the Mitzrayim were very angry and upset, and they wanted to kill the Jews, and Hashem made a special miracle, the Jews were saved from the Mitzrayim, and they were able to live peacefully with this kind of taunting of the Mitzrayim going on for four days until they finally left Egypt. Now, the question really is, 
is that, you know, it seems like a, it's definitely a big miracle, but but why make the miracle happen? Why force Klai Yisrael to take this carbon to taunt the Mitzrayim and get them angry and then have to save them and the Mitzrayim shouldn't kill them? Why are we, so to speak, forcing Klai Yisrael to kick the beehive, proverbially? And the Mepharshim explained as follows. The Mepharshim explained that the reality is, is that Klai Yisrael just spent an entire year watching the Makkahs. The point of the Makkahs were... A, to punish Egyptians, but B, to instill in Klai Yisrael the reality of Emun Hashem, to reality to believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ultimately the only one who runs this world. He's the decision maker. He makes he, he makes nature be nature, and when Hashem wants to change it, He changes it. And that's all the Mepharshim and the Haggadah are going to be explaining to us, is that how each Makkah brought out a different aspect of Hashem's power and control of the world we live in. So Klai Yisrael was going through an Amuna lesson for an entire year. They were blown away. Klai Yisrael, you talk to them, they had bumper stickers, Hashem is the only one who rules, Hashem is everything. They all believed in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They were, they were convinced. They saw it with their own eyes. But you know what was missing? Sayyidina Mepharshim, they were missing was to act on it. You really believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world? You really believe that there's nothing else besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Here, go to the Egyptians who ruled your lives, who had the power of life and death over you for 210 years, and take their God in front of them and shecht it. Are you really willing to believe to the point where you actually have to act on it? And that was the commandment of taking a cell of bias. For these, for that's, that was the mitzvah of Shabbos Agadol. It was about Kaiso saying, not only do I believe, not only do I talk about my emuna, I'm willing to actually go forth and do an action and to live it and make it real and stand, put my, my money where my mouth is, and that's the mitzvah of Shabbos Yodol, that's what it's all about. And that's what we're commemorating. Taking the amuna that we know and we talk about and making it real. We should all have a wonderful Shabbos and a mitzvah shemei chakash, on Pesach.